2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. It is Sports
3: Day. Scotty Sattler, Matty Rogers for a Tuesday night. Thank you for joining us throughout this great state. And all our thoughts and prayers go to those areas that are heavily affected by the bushfires at the moment, mm. especially up in the Darling Downs area. So our thoughts are with you as well. If you've got family out there, I hope they're all safe for the moment. How are you, Rat?
1: I'm good. You've got a little I'm bit got, of a
3: rusty voice, mate, haven't I you? I went to a... Um, you're, not, you're not Matt Rogers.
1: You're Ronnie Rogers tonight. <laughs> I went to a country music festival uh, on Sunday. and Cause you'd, your brother Donnie was my singing. My brother, yeah. He yeah. performed. He was awesome. And, um, yeah, just got a bit carried away. And I was good yesterday. And then today, I've got a little bit of a rusty voice. You've got that voice. husky, you got that uh, husky yeah.
3: phone voice. Um, mm. Lucky we you know, you get excited. <laughs> Thanks to our partners, the All Electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar and World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness on the show tonight, well, myself and Jace, we caught up with the current Australian cricket coach Andrew McDonald, who of course is in India with the uh, with the Australians now. What two from four now going into play Netherlands? What about last night? Afghanistan beating Pakistan. Mm. They also beat England as well, didn't they? Afghanistan have upset, hey? Yeah, yeah. How are you, Daddy Vass?
4: Good boys. You yourself? Good. Yeah. yeah,
3: really good, really too bad. good. Mm. And you're going to be involved in the show as well with your three burning questions. We don't mm. know what the questions are. You'll just. Throw them to us randomly. And Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Massive weekend it was. And it only gets bigger as we head towards the, what's the second Tuesday? It's usually the first Tuesday of November, isn't it, the Melbourne Cup? It's uh, the well, second Tuesday this year. No. Yeah, it's like the seventh or something like that. No, 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 like
1: no. just because Wednesday is the first. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm, there you go. I just yeah. learned something. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have the good oil thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, and if you're a doggies fan, turn away because devastating mm. news. Young, young, young half Carl Olawapu, of course, came from the Brisbane Broncos, five hundred thousand dollar transfer fee. Only soaring fleetingly this year in the 2023 season. Rat looks like he's going to miss the whole 2024 season at this stage.
1: I read that yesterday, and I was I felt for the for the young man. It's just devastating news, but it just it shows how physical and how tough this game we play is. I I've had my fair share of neck injuries. I had my my head squashed into my shoulders and uh when i was playing rugby and blew a disc mm. and i uh, had to have, have had to have neck surgery myself um wasn't very pleasant
3: so we don't know what the extent of his injuries, his mm. neck injury but to miss the entire 2024 season we're talking off air and you said when you had your neck surgery you only missed six weeks
1: yeah so i i, well, I had a disc replacement no i, I if they fused my neck I, I probably would have been out for six months, yep. six to twelve months, um, just depending on how they go I through they the front of your neck, don't they? Went push your esophagus aside, push everything over, yeah. Yep. And um, when they replied, they, they they told me, "Look, you, if you can do this or this," um, mm. obviously I chose the one that was going to get me back on the field quicker because I'd I only had one season left in my contract and I wanted to play. And now um, yeah, I was back running after a few weeks and you know, contact after four or five and then playing six weeks later. So this
3: must be a pretty serious injury if it looks like he's going to miss the entire 2024 yeah. season. That's only reported at the moment, but if he's going to miss even three quarters of the season, that's that's a significant injury.
1: Yeah, it is. And look, I, I've got to say, like, I pushed it pretty hard. Um, this is a young man who's got his entire yeah. career ahead of him. Yep. If if there was any any risk whatsoever, you, you're sitting down. Yep. Um, but, you know, the <laughs> what could have you know, probably think he might have cracked something in there, as as well as sort of you know, blown a disc out or something, and might need a um, yeah, a bit more work than. Well, I Well, best case
3: scenario, he's he's young. Yeah. yeah. Worst yeah, case scenario, well, you know, it's it's over.
1: Rugby league is mm.
3: is obviously not going to be. An and answer. yeah,
1: look, well, we're we praying that that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so mm. much potential. Now, I've, if
3: he does miss, say, a majority of the season, let's say from 26, 27 rounds, he misses, he misses. 18 to 20 rounds.
1: Mm. Salary
3: cap relief? Which has to be. They have to get uh, some, some
1: relief. I don't think he'd be on that much, though, so that's what he.
3: Well, yeah, they. Well, the 500K transfer fee, which doesn't go to him. No. But he's on a contract that it's potential contract.
1: Oh, right, okay. So I'd, so, ask, yeah, and, and I'd mm. say it would be like.
3: So they're paying overs for yeah, him at the yeah, moment with him, his yeah, inexperience yeah. to know what he's eventually going to be because mm. he's, a, he's a pretty special player, the kid. So I'd like to think that they could loan a player. Maybe loan a couple of players mm. and it not come from their salary cap. Yeah,
1: it'll be a shame not to see him go around next year because you, you, you could see he was just starting to find his feet. See, for, for
3: example, I'd be going to Melbourne with young Jonah Pezzett mm. and I'd be saying, can we loan Jonah for 10 weeks? He's not going to play first grade while Jerome Hughes is there. Anytime you need him back, you can take him back. But if you want him to play first grade and experience first grade week in, week out, we'll take him for 10 weeks.
1: Well, well I mean, they've got Se- Sexton there yeah, in the halves. Yeah. Um, I mean, if
3: if Oluapu's fit, he's ahead of Sexton. Yeah. Yeah, every day of the week. But
1: aren't they looking at Oluwapu to play at lock? Yeah, a little bit of lock or Mm. maybe six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, yeah, we'll have to just um, stay tuned and see what happens. and um, Yeah. Wish him all the best with his Yeah, absolutely.
3: Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grow and harvested. First cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Now, get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Now, the Kangaroos to play the New Zealand on Saturday night. It's a bit of a dead rubber now, isn't it, with both teams facing each other in the final the following week or the Pacific Championships. They're resting players. And it was as we go through the side, there is a few players to be rested here.
1: Rats. So we have got. Uh, yeah, there is. I'm, 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 I'm okay with this too. Just by the way, I mean, I, what? And, and it's been you, a long season. Yeah, isn't it? it has been a yeah. long season. But what I'm thinking is, is, New Zealand can beat Australia. There's no question about it. I don't think they can beat them twice. We had, a, we had a,
3: someone text in last night said exactly the same thing. Mm. I don't think they beat Australia twice. Yeah. And yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, you know, stranger things have happened. They're a very good side. They're well coached. But to look at their side, you've got Tedesco Edwards on the wing, Tabuifido, Staggs, Val Holmes comes in for his first yep. game. Cobbo is been rested. Cameron Munster, Daly Cherry Evans, Trebojevic, Ben Hunt, Thomas Flegler, which means Payne Haas and Tino mm. arrested. rested. Cam Murray, Reuben Cobb, which means Liam Martin has been rested. Isaiah Yo at 13. So that's interesting. Pat yeah, horrible, still horrible coming horrible off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Carrigan's still coming off the bench. Isaiah Yeo at 13. Of course, mm. the World Cup final last year. Isaiah came off the bench, but yep. the exciting news is jersey number seventeen, Nico Hines. Yeah, makes his debut. Yeah, good on
1: him. I mean, it's it, he had that. You know, it was a it was a tough time for him after the Origin series. So to see him, you know, get an opportunity, be ready to go, and um and get that get that uh, number seventeen jersey. Yeah, looking forward to seeing. Good him things happen to good people. So mm. well done.
3: So it, it is storm season, like we said here in Queensland. So. We want to know, and I'm going to ask you, Rat, what player do you feel safe playing with? Pick one from both, both squads. Oh. So Suncorp bring us safety through storm do. season. Who's the player you're saying, oh, you can only have one player that you feel safe with and, in this
1: side? Hey, it's, it's a no brainer. It's Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Every day of the week. And, um, and probably for New Zealand, I'd go with Jerome Hughes. Yep. Just solid.
3: Mm. He was good last week. Mm. Good again. Really 50 nil. Yeah, against your team that you said would win the Pacific Championships. Mate, Have you got that? They're
1: a good. Oh, Can I say? Mate. I think Samoa, <laughs> isn't it? That's my bold prediction. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I was going off. They looked good on paper. <laughs> mm. Oh,
3: get your home storm <laughs> season ready with some core. Great supporters of the show. Let's get to a break because Daddy Vass on the other side has three burning questions.
2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day.
3: Yeah, welcome back to the show. Daddy Vass with three burning questions. That's brought to you by Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear, Daddy Vass, what do you got for us? Is there anything in there related to cricket?
4: Oh, there's slightly. Okay. Slightly. I anything don't, I don't,
3: in there related to rugby union?
4: Definitely. Okay. Right yeah. Yeah. I, I, like don't you, it. I don't want you to fall asleep when I do mention cricket, Sats.
3: I love my cricket. <laughs> well, now, it's
1: cricket season. It's cricket season now. Yeah.
3: Well, Pacific Championships are still Oh, on. mate.
1: You know what? <laughs> when I played, I played in the Tri-Nations end of the year, and uh, I just remember it being November mm-hmm. and getting ready to – you know go to train during the week when you you know you're about to play and just thinking this is not rugby league season <laughs> this is not <laughs> yeah. <it's> too hot <laughs> I should be at home what on, is the going beach, on having a beer <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's uh, it's hard to wrap your head around I must mm. say but um, yeah so we what do you got for
2: about.
4: us uh, number 1 off the back of Michael Clark's comments defending NRL players competing in other tournaments
3: so this is around the what
4: he, boxing he came out and defended Josh Adokar and the Troy Mitchell. Off oh, the Curry knockout. The Curry a, lot knockout. Of, a lot of
3: players, a lot of Indigenous players, NRL players played in it. Yeah. So he's
4: compared it to international cricketers where they go back and play club cricket, and he thinks it's fine. It's it's a different kind of sport. So he's
3: arguing that the players should be allowed to go and do these
5: yeah. extra yeah. activities. And
4: my question is, should NRL players be allowed to play other sports during the off season?
1: No. Can you, I just say?
4: If I, you're a
3: blue-chick player especially, oh. definitely not.
1: Mate, Michael Clark has been on the devil's lettuce. He's, uh, to, to compare rugby league and to, to, to going back and playing club cricket, yeah. <laughs> like, you've got a club you go back to when you're not playing in the national... It's, it's a club that pays your wage. Mm. And to think that... I just blow, it just blows my mind, and you know, I've spoken to you about this before, I think we both touched on it, stats. even the, the guys that are boxing. It just blows my mind. Like yeah. when, when I was playing... Like we we couldn't do anything. No, like you would not In your contract, to, no. you couldn't yeah. you couldn't ride a skateboard. Yeah. I mean, and fair enough, you know. Like that's part of your clause. I well, know in in the US, uh, I've got a few mates that play in the the sports over there. All their contracts, you can't do it. if you get injured, and it's it's through um, stupidity of yourself doing an activity that is deemed dangerous, you know, and it's outside of the the scope of your contract then. Yeah, rip your contract
3: up. Do you know what it's a, I think it's a, a, not a fair argument at all to try and compare the two when you say, so Michael Clark saying they should be allowed to play in the career knockout and they should be allowed to box because if you're an international cricketer. You go back and play for And He used Pat Cummins going back and playing for Penrith, mm. which is his local club, but playing local cricket is part of the cycle of development. Mm. If you, if you come back from an injury, you play local cricket. Yep. If you're coming back from a tour and you want to play a game in local local cricket, you play local cricket. It's part of the cycle of cricket. The knockout knockout's not part of the cycle.
4: No.
3: And you're players that are to wanna to try and get a name for themselves. It all it takes is one pothole.
1: All yep. it takes is one Do a knee. One you knee get, or one oh yeah, ankle. You get one bloke who, you know, Every one of those NRL players that go back and play in the Currie Knockout or other other tournaments, it's, you run out with a big target on your back, and people go, "Oh no, nah, it's you know." I'm like, "No, no, there's, there's always one or two blokes in the opposition. I want to, I want I'm going to get this bloke." Mm. And um, I mean, it, ha- it happens when you're playing an NRL game. They go, "I'm going to get this." Well, it's bloke, their bushfire like,
3: story. Yeah, they sit around the bushfire with their mates and they say, well, "I clocked Luttrell in the Currie Knockout, and I, you know, I knocked him out. Whatever it may be, and um, and also." Yeah, with the boxing. I love watching the boxing. I loved watching the rugby league players box a couple of weeks ago. But it wouldn't surprise me that the NRL say, no, nah, there's no more yeah. boxing with, when I'm, it comes to the HIA. Yeah, I'm, not,
1: I'm not trying to be the fun police either. I'm just saying, like, it's just for the, for the the time, the effort that is invested into these players, for them to go, oh, yeah, no, you're going.
3: I tell you what, I, I, I think clubs and the RLPA, I think they're too sensitive to say no because it is the curry knockout. I think if they say no, you're not allowed to play. They're scared that people are going to get on their soapbox and say, "Well, you're being prejudiced. You're not allowed Mm. to." It's it just shouldn't happen. I mean, you're dealing with million-dollar players, and if Latron Mitchell goes down with a knee injury, and South Sydney miss the finals again, guess what? They lose sponsors. They lose fans. They lose members. Mm. There's so much that falls falls off a a decision like that. Yeah, too risky, isn't it, boys? Absolutely.
4: All right, number two, rat. Mm. Who will win? the Rugby World Cup, and why?
1: Oh, gee. New
4: Zealand
3: versus South Africa.
1: It is going to be an absolute doozy of a game. They've they've played each other this year twice. They've, they've, both, they've, they've both had a win against so each other. So back in
3: August, the Springboks beat them by 30.
1: Pumped it wasn't 35-7. In, in, in South Africa. Yeah. When when New Zealand played them in New Zealand. New Zealand won.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, neutral ground. What I know is that this, this is the biggest rivalry in in world rugby the Springboks versus the All Blacks. It was always, you know, through history, you know, who's the greatest rugby nation and it was between them. We have a great rivalry with New Zealand, but if you ask any All Blacks player who's the biggest rivalry you have with, uh, uh, they'll all say the Springboks. Really? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Australia's not it. <laughs> mm. we, they've dominated us for too long.
3: I've got to say, Ray, you know, I was impressed with the coaching of whoever's Ian Foster, of course, mm. who's not going to be the coach after this, but whoever's... Looking at their attack, mm. their attack was something I haven't seen for a long time in rugby. It was free flowing, um, a lot of inside passing, um, just yeah, just the, just the the initiative that they showed in attack. I, yeah. I think, I think oh, trouble man. South the, Africa. They
1: play a um, they play a very expensive game. Um, South Africa they struggled a little bit in attack on the weekend. Admittedly, it was very wet, well, very dour conditions. Mm. But they did what they needed to do to win. um, And that's what you've got to do in in, uh, competition, in tournament rugby. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think New Zealand get up. I think New Zealand. High scoring? uh, I think there'll be a few points in it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll be a great match.
3: What a story that is. Ian Foster lost his job as the All Blacks coach, Mm. maybe the World World Cup winning coach. Mm. Amazing. Ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. I wonder how many coaches we've seen that happen to. Well,
3: I spoke about it. I There's no bigger it. trophy in rugby. I know. I spoke about it when it comes to rugby league um, last night when we are talking to a couple of our colleagues on air. And there was a coach back in the 50s by the name of Norm, T- Norm Tipping. He coached St. George in 1956 when St. George won their first of 11 premierships yeah. in a row. He got outvoted and sacked at the end of the first year of the premiership. Wow. Ken Carney came in, captain coach, and won five. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he lost it after a, a premiership. Mm. Mm.
4: Third one, boys, real quick. DCE, he'll be thirty-five in February. How many seasons does he have left in his legs?
1: He looks good, doesn't he? I think he's got a couple. At least. Yeah. yeah I mean, ma- modern medicine, like modern modern medicine nowadays, and the way they look after themselves. Yeah. Once he,
3: upon a time, if you were thirty-five, I remember going to the Tigers. I was thirty-two, and I, my, my niece, I struggled. I could play, I could train. But my knee would really struggle after mm. it. And remember they said, no, nah, you've got to do the 2.5K time trial, first training session. I went, do I need to? Like, mm. yeah, you got to do it. I went, okay, right, I'll do it. But you wouldn't have your 35-year-olds doing that nah. knee. No, nah. no. Nah. They'd say, well, y- you, you'll be doing something else that's less impact on your legs mm. and your joints. And
1: well, What it's going to come down to for him is, you know, mentally is he up for it? Because there's a lot that goes into playing in the middle and controlling everything. What if he
3: steps down from Origin soon and says, you know what, if I'm going to play longer.
1: I'm not sure he'd do that. Mm. But uh, what I will say is that, you know, for me, I retired at 34. I could have easily played physically. I just mentally was over it. Yeah, exhausted. Um, But if he's mentally feeling good and fresh and wants to keep playing, I reckon he's got a couple more years in him.
3: Nice. Well done, Daddy Vass. Toolkit Depot brings you three burning questions. Everything you need under one roof. Tools equipment safety gear and workwear in store and online next on sports day myself and Jace where well we caught up with aussie cricket
2: coach andrew mcdonald kia didn't just make an eight seat family car they made a grand utility vehicle kia carnival guv this is sports day we'll be back in a moment Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day.
5: Yeah, I think, um, Sats, welcome back to Sports Day. I think it was dropped on 10. Uh, a little bit of a costly mistake of about 150-odd by Pakistan as the Aussies start to find their winning way over in India at the World Cup. Sats, it's starting to mirror the 1999 World Cup success, isn't it? It is, absolutely. When uh, As the tournament
3: progresses, we start seeing certain players just start to rise to the top. And um, most
5: notably on the weekend, David Warner, who's much maligned, of course, Mm. but turned up when Australia needed him. Yep. And uh, there's argument today. Tim Payne this morning on SCN and Tassie said he is the greatest Australian white ball batsman we've ever had. I mean, it's a great debate tonight. There's a few suggestions that, you know, Michael Bevan and Jonesy and all these greats of the game, the War Brothers... But i tell you what, there's a good argument for him. His current coach is sitting on the line right now. I'd like to get his view <laughs> on who is the greatest white ball batsman that he's seen play for Australia. Andrew McDonald, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for having us. Uh, Andrew, I mean, you're a lover of cricket. You've been around, you were around in the golden years of Australian one-day cricket. Who is the greatest white ball batsman you've seen play for Australia? Is it Jonesy? Yeah,
0: it's, 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 it's a it's. It's a fantastic debate. There's been so many, um, you know, quality players over different generations, and it's always hard to compare different, um, you know, eras. Of the game. We're seeing in the current time, we don't play as much one-day cricket, so you know, longevity of someone like Ricky Ponting, who I think played 400 plus, or close to 400 games, um, you know, batting a number three, Matthew Hayden, Adam Gilchrist. Dean Jones. But uh, I think Dave Warner is definitely in the conversation. His conversion rates of hundreds to games is probably superior to a lot of those players. Um, but in saying that the game and the, and the, and the rules of change is four people out during the middle overs. So yeah, it's very hard to split, but I'd, I wouldn't be against him being um, put in that conversation and potentially coming out on top.
5: Yeah. Bigger bats now too, smaller grounds. Before we talk about what's happening currently at the World Cup, again, a lot of debate around last week, and Sats and I are a fan of all forms of cricket. We don't care if it's 20 overs, 50 overs, 10 overs or 100 balls or, I mean, the ultimate is test match cricket. Do you still see a long future for the 50-over game?
0: Yeah, I think they can all coexist, and we've seen over a period of time how much a 50-over World Cup means um, to teams, people, fans um, out there, and it's really starting to build over here in India. And yeah, I'd like to see the game continue on, and you know, the three formats coexist. And there's going to be challenges with franchise cricket, um, you know, creeping in on the calendar, but uh, I think it's nothing, nothing too much that people can't navigate through. And all three formats, to me, appeal to a lot of people.
3: Now, Andrew, uh, Adam Zamper, of course, started the, the tournament a little bit scratchy, but the last two games, for in the last two games against Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Did you see things in his game where you felt he's not that far away, or did you identify things in those first two games and those lead-up games where he maybe needed a little bit more of a tune-up?
0: Yeah, he works um, very hard on his game with Dan Vittori, who is our bowling coach. And there was a few things that they, they were working on. Um, but first and foremost, it was more about getting his body right. He's had some some niggles behind the scenes that have really sort of compromised his ability to be able to prepare the way that he wants to. And then he had the illness leading into last game as well. So it was a really late decision for him to play the last game. It was an incredible effort. And uh, I think that's, yeah, you know, Adam Zamper at his best, the way he was able to compete. His execution was where we know it can be. And, um, you know, he's one of the all-time best white ball spinners for for australia so it was great to see him get out there and perform and as i said it was it was touch and go whether he's going to be uh, able to play
3: and he's got beautiful hair as well i have gotta say it's, <laughs> it's beautiful hair now uh you've got a little bit of a dilemma as a coach it's a good dilemma to have when you've got players and the, the quality of travis head about to return will he be rushed back into the side uh, against the netherlands or will you hold him off for one of the bigger games
0: yeah, I don't think rushed is the right word. He's He's been able to arrive. We had a hit with him a couple of days ago on a travel day when we got to Delhi. He had uh, 30 minutes of work, and across the 30 minutes, he really improved and was able to function uh, the way that we know he can. So today's a really big day. We've got training in about, I think it's about four hours' time, and uh, he'll face bowlers and go through that. And most importantly, once he gets through the session with some fielding and some, some other sort of... Um, skill areas that we'd like to see. It's, it's how he pulls up tomorrow, but its it's been an incredible effort to get here. Some, some doubted you know, that that was a, a good decision to keep him in the squad. Now that he's here, it feels right, and it's really going to add something when he does play for the team. We've seen what he's been able to do over the last um, 12 to 18 months.
5: Now, Andrew, did I hear right you're keen to slot him back in as an opener, or is there an opportunity for him in the middle order where we're still struggling a little bit? I think that's an area, just as a fan, that I think we can improve on. Uh, would you be interested in perhaps putting in in the middle order for for the game against Netherlands if he's fit enough?
0: No, he wouldn't play in the middle order. Uh, I think he's he's a top order player, so he about in the the top three would be ideally where we'd want him to play. He has batted middle order. I think it was in Sri Lanka, and he did really well. He got seventy odd, I think, batting at number six uh, in a game over there at Premadasa. Uh, but he hasn't done that a lot. We we see him as a top order player, and yeah, you know, I think we've shown our cards in the lead into this tournament where we'd like him to bat. Um, I think George Bailey hinted that you know, he'd be at the top of the order. We've got a, a little bit of a good you know dilemma to, to solve in the fact that Mitch Marsh and David Warner um, in that last game and, and over the short period of time have been able to gel as an opening combination as well. So I think it's a good problem to have and we'll, we'll discuss, but it will definitely be nearer the top of the order rather than the middle.
5: Any concerns around that middle order?
0: I don't think so. I think they're quality players. It hasn't quite hit the straps that we'd like it to um i think the other night's a little bit of a an outlier when you have such a good start um you, you throw a bit of caution to the wind to try to get around that 400 we didn't quite execute that and felt a little bit short of where we possibly thought we could have um, but as i said quality players steve smith you can't keep him down for too long um, he's sort of you know he's more top order um at number three but he's been able to control the middle order for us over years and years so i think you'll see a a good performance, not too far in the corner from that middle order. Um, should they be exposed early?
3: Yeah, nice. Now, Andrew, what I'm always really interested in when it comes to to teams is team dynamics. Who plays what role in the side? And what I mean by that is um, the circuit breakers are really important to to teams, especially when you're in together for long periods of time and there's spend no longer time than the Australian cricket side. Now, the circuit breakers, the, the player or players that that break the tension, that break the pressure amongst the playing group when there is a lot of tension amongst the group and you can see it from a, a coach and, and a management staff. Who, who are the player or players that have the ability to sort of just break that tension up a little bit?
0: I think Mitch Marsh is always in that conversation around um, his ability to keep a, a really level perspective on the game <laughs> and, and probably one of our key circuit breakers that just arrived a couple of days ago in Travis Head. Um, he's just brought a, you know, a great deal of energy with him. He's probably been sitting on the couch for a little bit too long. So he's come in a little <laughs> bit hot, as we like to say, but uh, he's definitely one that uh, lightens the mood. And, and I think Marcus Stoin, it's just from an on and off field perspective. We saw the other night what, what energy he brings on the field, but he also brings that energy off the field. So, um, and that's not to dismiss anyone else. It's, it's, we spend a lot of time together. Um, you know, there's, there's long hours on the road and um, we've got to find that balance between, you know, the serious parts and you know, where we can have the lighter moments as well. And I think this group gets that balance right.
3: Is Stornis and Zampa still into that coffee, that weird coffee
0: Romance. little group they got? Yeah, they're still they still got a little bit of the coffee club going on. There's a few breakaway <laughs> subsections <coffee> as well <laughs> happening at the moment. Marvis and Steve Smith and Alex Carey have uh, developed a little bit of a breakaway, so there's a there's a bit of comp- competition in the coffee ranks and uh, and being able to deliver the quality. So they're they're always arguing and bickering about who's got the quality coffee, but uh, from my end, both are quality. Yeah,
5: how's that? Is uh, is Marnus still uh, Steve Smith's lapdog? Is that is that how that's still going?
0: <laughs> I'll let them, I'll let them talk about their relationship. <laughs>
5: yeah. Jeez, you're a, you'd be a good politician, mate. I'd love to rob a bank with Andrew McDonald. Yeah, he, he won't give yeah, anyone up. He won't up. break. Mm. All right, Andrew, we're gonna let you go. Good luck against Netherlands. Uh, we know what they can do. Uh, they can cause an upset on the day. You've got them Wednesday night. And then what about this Saturday night? We take on the Kiwis. This is going to be a game for the ages. Looking forward to that. Andrew McDonald live from uh, India. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Jensen. Thanks for the support.
2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Hope
3: you enjoyed the chat with Andrew McDonald. Uh, obviously got a fair bit on his plate in India at the moment. They're travelling okay, the Aussies. I think they're sitting about fourth now on the table.
1: Well, I think, yeah, a few of those upsets and stuff are helping. Exactly. It seems to get knocked around.
3: Exactly, uh, yeah. Another sports update. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Now, Ian's post He just continues to
1: dominate rats. I'm excited about the um, English Premier League yep. again. Uh, it's been so long. You know, remember the days when we had Viduca and yeah, Kuhl and yeah. Cahill and you know Jacob Burns and all that the Aussies over there playing? Well, having Ange over there doing what he's doing, it's just got me pumped up. Yep. I'm not even a Spurs fan. I know,
3: I know. Tottenham Hot Spurs now sit at the top of the EPL ladder. They defeated Fulham this morning 2-0. Now that's what nine matches in a row. He's actually claimed the most points in an EPL history by a manager/slash coach after nine rounds. Now, that's a really weird stat. But the person he takes over from is former Socceroos coach Gus Hiddink.
1: Was he Gus?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's yeah. outstanding. This, and this is what Ange had to say also when he was uh, thanking the fans.
2: You know, just because I'm grumpy doesn't mean everyone else has to be. You know, their <laughs> supporters, um, you know, supporters need to enjoy this. Uh, they're a big part of sort of what we've created so far. This, f in our fourth home game and they've played a, a massive role in creating a great energy within the stadium and, you know, and, and that helps us and, you know, makes it difficult for opposition. So, you know, they're a big part of sort of what we're trying to create here.
3: Nine rounds down, 29 to go.
1: Isn't it a long year, is <laughs> Seven wins and two draws, I undefeated know. after nine rounds. Jeez, be, you should be you. would have taken that at the start of the year. Exactly. Any team would have taken that.
3: Well done, Inch. Well done. irrigi offers expert advice, better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here, Daddy Vass. Just a quick one. Yeah, this is a
4: reporter trying to uh, pronounce Ange's name.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Inch Pascoe. Oh, nice. Is that a
3: is that a septic tank? A yeah. Yank?
1: That might be the way you actually pronounce it. We're just doing it the Aussie way.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's get to a break. Racing Queensland update next.
2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Yeah, each and every day. And if there was eight days, they'd race on the eighth day as well. Remember, what's gambling
3: really costing you and Chris Nelson after a massive weekend of racing, not only in Queensland, but across the, uh, the entire nation. How are you, mate?
6: I'm going well, thanks, Sats. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening, Rat. Now I don't know about eight days, Sats. That, that'd just be too much. I couldn't keep up. Hard I can, enough I as can it is. It though. Can't play golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Can't play golf.
3: Exactly. Now, can I ask you about this? Now, Mark Zara riding mm-hmm. without a fight, Cossily. winning the Caulfield Cup, gets a seven-week suspension for uh, overuse of the whip.
2: Mm.
3: Now, can you yep. explain to the to the listeners uh, there is a there is a zone, isn't it, down the straight, isn't there? There's a there's a period of the straight where, like, what is the number that you can't the so pass uh, and what's the
6: length? I can't tell you the number off the top of my head, but I think it's six strikes inside the final one hundred metres. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think he gave seven, so oh. that was all. It's possible. It it can happen. It should be um, disqualified. The uh, horse should be disqualified. Well, well, you yeah, think, well there's an argument what to it, about.
3: isn't there, it's... Nelson?
6: There is definitely an argument to it. If if that's a rule, then the rule's being broken, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
3: Where are we racing this week, Nelson?
6: Uh, we kick off. Uh, we kicked off today at Mount Isa, but we are going to Eagle Farm tomorrow. Ipswich on Thursday, double header on Friday. We race at Rockhampton during the day, Sunshine Coast at night. There's a $100,000 open handicap there on Friday night, which is great. Uh, Doomben's our feature meeting in Brisbane on Saturday. But there's also a meeting at the Gold Coast on the Polytrack Track, and also a meeting at Townsville. A couple of good two-year-old races there. And we go to Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone Saturday evening and then back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday.
3: Check out racingqueensland.com.au where Queensland is racing today and what's gambling really costing you. And if you want free and confidential support, visit their helpline. That is gamblinghelponline.org.au. Chris Nelson, talk to you during the week.
6: Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Kia didn't
2: just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah,
3: let's wrap the show up. Thank you for joining us on a Tuesday night. And if you weren't on the Tim Zoo bandwagon right now, well, it's time to jump on. And that's what Mike Coppingen is saying. He's one of ESPN's boxing pundits, one of the most respected uh, boxing analysts in, this, on in, the, the sport. in the world, in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, And if you haven't believed that Tim Zoo is a legitimate chance of being a long-term world champion, well, he proved it last week. And, and he's now saying, Rat, that if you're not on the bandwagon now, you, it's time to get on because Jamel Sharlow, he doesn't want these problems that Tim Zoo brings. Oh
1: mate, it's a fight that everybody wants to see now and I, and I think it'll generate uh, a lot of attention yeah. in the US now as well after you know what Zoo's done out here, so he's probably going to he's, he's he's probably ready to go and headline that big Vegas fight now. Well he's
3: fought he? 3 times this year. Mm. Zo, that's like that's classes an active that's fighter. Busy. Yeah, so it's the best time to get him right now mm. while he's active. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day Sats and Rat for a Thursday night. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've had a great day. Maybe have a, a even better night after after we're finished. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow night.